Arizona Sports, Wolf and Luke. This is Behind Enemy Lines. Gathering intel on this week's Cardinals opponent from Inside Enemy Base Camp. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Your retirement is on the clock. Execute your game plan today by visiting canvasannuity.com. Football Friday continues here on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. K Ray sitting in for Luke with Wolf. And appropriately on Football Friday, we go behind enemy lines as we set the stage for the Cardinals and the league leading and unbeaten Philadelphia Eagles. And joining us now, and speaking of appropriate, I'm just glad these two aren't in the same room. I'd be scared for my life. John Ritchie, co host of the Jody Kamara and John Ritchie show on 94 WIP in Philadelphia, former NFL fullback. And John, welcome to the show. Welcome to the floor. And uh, it, it is a fullback reunion now at the moment. <laughs> How you doing, Johnny? John, are you there? Uh, there we go, right there. Okay, for whatever reason, right now we're we're trying to track down John Ritchie, <laughs> former fullback in the National Football League. Of course, this is a guy that's for years um, one of the toughest guys you're ever going to see. Man, this is a guy that used to have blood dripping down his forehead. Um, very, very tough individual. But once again, not a surprise because he's part of the fullback club, Kevin. Yeah, I, I laughed. When we uh, when I when I googled John Ritchie and scrolling down and fittingly on YouTube, I said fullback John Ritchie headhunter. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so it makes perfect sense. And maybe maybe as we set the stage there for him, Wolf. When I when I said football Friday, you know, kind of like you, he, he gets worked up into a lather. The the eyes kind of glaze over, and you just lose any other <laughs> any other sound coming in. John, do we got you? Yeah, I, I guess I zoned out. Uh, no, I uh, sorry about that. I'm I'm making my way back uh, after our show for the first Phillies playoff game that I will watch uh, while you know hosting our show on WIP. Uh, and I was I get just in a bad spot, I guess, for a little bit there. John, we really but I hear you now, and I'm excited to talk about this uh, this matchup. This is a this is a pretty pretty intriguing matchup on Sunday. Why do you say that, Johnny? What is the first thing you think of in regard to this matchup on Sunday? Well, I think everyone in Philadelphia is sort of uh, a feared of what Kyler Murray can be. Uh, but then we all also we, we've caught wind of you know the the reports that he's got clauses in his contract to like minimize uh, video game playing and maximize film watching. And when I hear that, I'm I'm blown away. Uh, I love that. You know, as as an opponent, I love hearing that your quarterback might be distracted by uh, tour of duty or something. Uh, that that works great for me. John, when you when you look at this Eagles team, and I had said it during the offseason, just based on the way they finished last year, the experience coming back, 
some of the moves that you made. Is this team performing at an even higher level than than you would have thought at this point in the season? I mean, I, I thought that it would be kind of a an, an upward trend, you know, and really peak towards the end of the season. But but they've come out and they've won, you know, through four games, games in pretty much every manner. Last week being a new one, trailing fourteen to nothing. Yeah, they they're way ahead of schedule. And I I expected uh, some bumps along the way. I think no one could have expected the development in our quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I, I, I don't know that we trusted that this young coaching staff could get the most out of the young quarterback in a timely fashion. Uh, we kept hearing things about his intangibles and how hard he was working, but he he truly has developed in terms of you know his, his mechanics in the pocket, his accuracy, his decision making. We always knew that he was elite as a playmaker, a guy who could keep the sticks moving by, you know, uh, the defense has perfect coverage. He's able to take off and, and gain a first down with his legs. Now all of a sudden he's making pinpoint passes and incredible, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady-like decisions with the football as well. Uh, so I think him being ahead of schedule really helps, but this roster is is loaded. Yeah. Howie Roseman, uh, much maligned in Philadelphia. It's been a roller coaster uh, since the Super Bowl for for Howie Roseman in the eyes of the fans. Uh, He's he's done an incredible job the last two seasons of addressing uh, the needs and making sure that we were deep. Uh, You know, needs are met and then some. So we're feeling pretty good about where this team stands. We're talking to former member of the fullback club. You're never really a former member. You're a member of the fullback club if you did john ritchie here on the wolf and luke show um talk to me a little bit about this defense though john because it is the defense to me of the eagles that really has got my attention yeah uh last year you know the front and the secondary didn't really match up uh, we would break down in coverage. Uh, we weren't getting, I think we were second to last in the NFL in terms of sack production. And so quarterbacks had too much time and they were able to, you know, find holes in the zone. We played a ton of really passive zone coverage last year. Now this past offseason, we've added James Bradbury, uh, you know, a, a top cornerback in this league, yep. to Darius Slay on the other side, along with Avante Maddox, who is a, r- a really good slot cornerback. We're playing more man. Not necessarily blitzing more, but we're playing more man, and the front is actually getting more pressure without blitzing. So it's matching up. You know, they're working in in concert, and it's been, you know, our our sack production has been helped by the fact that we played, you know, Carson Wentz, who has no idea when to get rid of the ball. (laughs) But we've, uh, we've been a lot better, that's for sure. 
Before we let you go, John, we do want to talk quickly about one of the newest additions. He's a former Cardinal in Hassan Reddick. How has he fit in with this group? It certainly seems and looks seamlessly. Yeah, it was it was dicey, quite honestly, early. Uh, everyone was worried that our defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, wasn't going to know how to get the most out of Hassan Reddick, how to utilize him, uh, you know, from Temple. So he's coming back to Philadelphia. Everyone loves that story. But it didn't, you know, they were dropping him into coverage, and it didn't feel like he was doing what he does best, which is, you know, line up and, and – use your repertoire of pass rush moves to get after quarterbacks but these last couple games he's really emerged and it feels like the coaching staff is better utilizing his skill set and Hassan Reddick who is a tweener quite honestly mm-hmm. you know not quite big enough to be a 4-3 defensive end not quite uh you know, fast enough to be a guy that you drop in coverage. Well, all of a sudden, he looks like uh, he's having success bull rushing offensive tackles and using his, you know, speed to power, and, and he's using his hands really well. He's stripping everyone with a ball around him and, and falling on those fumbles he creates. He's he's really taken off these last two games. Johnny, before you get out of here, i got to ask you this right now. What's, what's the thing you miss the most? about the game the thing I miss the most yeah mm, you know probably Monday nights or Tuesdays with the rest of the uh, the running back room you know going out to dinner with the guys going out to you know see movies the, the camaraderie of of having a group that you could call your own uh, the, the closeness you know that relationship between you as a fullback and your tailbacks where you almost feel like a big brother or a protector you know a defender uh, that's something that you can't replicate in 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 the outside world so uh i just miss i miss my guys yeah johnny thank you so much buddy appreciate your time thank you bud you you bet thanks ron thanks kevin you got it take care have a great weekend all right we are going to transition from the gridiron to the hardwoods here on arizona sports 98.7 fm how confident are we that the relationship between Monty Williams and D.A. won't bleed over into the season? All that is straight ahead. K. Ray sitting in for Luke here on Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. The world is a vampire. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. You're a Pumpkins fan, are you not, Kevin Ray? Uh, I am, yeah. Little Billy Corrigan never hurt anybody in a mosh pit. (laughs) I'm not sure that all in a mosh pit would agree with that. (laughs) By the way, I believe November 18th. Is it not November 18th? This is something that we're endeavoring on, but November 18th at Footprint Center. Smashing Pumpkins. I said that though, like I was introducing you. Perhaps you need to look into that. We, we need to see Wolf. Ladies up on- and 
gentlemen. And then as soon as the introduction is done, I want you to launch yourself head first into the mosh pit. <laughs> oh. With the idea, obviously, that you've taken the next three days off from, from work. Just wait a minute, Ken. <laughs> Bring it down. Oh, that's beautiful. Not See what that, that does to you right there? It just totally sets the table. <laughs> Where are we going? What is the table? What's on the table? Uh, what's on the table is hoops. We're talking hoops du jour, talking about your Phoenix Suns, Monty Williams, DeAndre Ayton, the, the fact that they haven't had a a sit-down kumbaya moment okay. and, and fans... And, and you know, I guess the same experts who thought the Suns were going to uh, have their psyche melt down after getting beat by the 36ers. Every, everybody <laughs> I else. I didn't overreact to that. I did not overreact to that. I did not. I, I, did, I did fire off a little Twitter salvo after they beat the Lakers the other night because I'm like, you know, it, it's one thing if you're talking about preseason football. <laughs> you're talking about exhibition basketball <laughs> with 82 regular season games. And a game that they lost against an Australian team. Yes, first time in Australia. All these firsts. It's also the first time that those guys were unconscious from the three-point line. It happens, people. I had people stopping me walking out of the arena Sunday night. And they were like, literally looking me in the face like, are you concerned? I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I mean, I just, I, I think of Chris Paul, man. I just think of, you know, all these guys that have seen something. This is not even a preseason game, really. It was an exhibition game, like you were saying. That it's a friendly. Ha- that yeah. happened in preseason. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's just the, the intensity level, I'll guarantee you, was not where it needed to be. No, and, and Monty said as much after the game. But th- there is, and look, I, I get it. It doesn't mean that I accept it, but I get it for a lot of fans based on the way the season ended in the last two games, the game seven meltdown at home, based on the way things kind of unfolded with DA and the contract. And, you know, there, there's been no quote, you know, closure from Monty and DA. Yeah. Closure according to who? Yeah, right. Yeah. Closure according to who? And, and the question everybody asks, is it going to lead to problems, you know, in the season. And my response is only if you allow it to be. And by you, I mean DeAndre Ayton. You you control your level of happiness or unhappiness. Yes. It, it's as simple as that. And for me, I believe, and I have nothing to base this on, there's no conversations internally that I've had with people, but I believe that it was in some ways an orchestrated move by Monty and James. I have these conversations to some degree like with, with my kids. Right. I call it adulting 101. Right. I, I had a, a conversation with my daughter, freshman at NAU the other day, and she called me, uh, needed something. I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. What why, do you mean you can't do that? Why did you that? say that, Kay? Why, uh, why, why did you why, say why, that? Why can't you do that, Dad? Well, because you need to do that. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it's, it's called adulting. There and, it is. and it's it's no fun sometimes. And guess what? This is the easy adulting part. Um, this, this to me, again, this is just my own opinion. This is a an opportunity, a platform for DA to show growth and maturity. 
Yep. You got your bag. Maybe it yep. wasn't as full as you wanted. Oh, it's full, but, though. But the, mar- the market sets your bag, not the sun. That's right. And the, it's full. The market sets your bag. Do not compare yourself. I also, you know, while I'm dispensing fatherly wisdom here, I also tell my kids as they were going, don't tell me what your your friend did in class. Right. Don't tell me why he didn't turn his homework That's in. Right. I want to yeah. know why your homework was late. I, don't compare yourself to the other guys. That's right. They work for other organizations. Those decisions were made by those organizations. This is a situation you're in now. You got a bag. It's time to be an adult. It's time to to grow the big boy pair and not allow some outburst in a game that you lost. You lost as a team. Yes, the outburst may have been directed at you, but I'm guessing that there was enough to filter on with everybody. Yes. Okay, can I just jump in here for yeah, a second please and do. ask you something right now? Um, have I talked to you at all about this? Have we have no. we had no. no. We have not had a conversation at all about DeAndre Ayton or Monty Williams. Uh, not at, I, I at think all. Our, I not think our only communication. Yeah, I think our only communication after the loss was me sending you an emoji with my head exploding. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the exact. That's exactly right. That is it. We have not talked at all about no. this. Was I surprised that Monty Williams did not address DeAndre Ayton in the offseason? I was. I, I was really, really surprised Same. that he had not done that. And then all of a sudden, as the evidence was coming out and watching D.A. and his response to it and everything, it started to click into place that the only explanation for me, and I've not talked to anybody over there either, the only explanation for me was that this was orchestrated. This was planned. They have tried everything else to reach DeAndre Ayton, and this is all of a sudden a concerted effort by the entire organization to say, hey, listen, this is the way that it is. You got the bag. Go out and play right now, period. Maybe they tried to coddle him a little too much the first time around. Whatever it is, to me, it's orchestrated. And I have not talked to you at all. And again, I don't know that for a fact. I don't. It really doesn't matter. Because going forward, I just can't wait to see DeAndre Ayton and how he handles it going forward. Because that's where that's Who's got the ball right now? The ball's in his court. What are you going to do with it? Yeah, and not surprisingly, because the fans and and some of the media have not gotten the response that that they feel they should get to put a, a bow on this. You know, Monty was asked about this again the other day, and I love this response. We don't need to air anything. That's that's my point. I'm not going to keep addressing that. It's like he's the player, I'm the coach. It's like with Book and Chris and Kale. DA gets his work in every day. He's at 22 and 12 in 20 minutes. Like, those are the kinds of things that we expect from him. I don't need to sit down and talk to him. <laughs> it's just absolute gold. So that was Monty's way of saying, do not ask me this nonsense again. <laughs> yes. Next. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about this though again. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Texas, your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Which players will be the tipping point when the Cardinals face the Eagles? Fulcrum football is coming your way next. K-Ray sitting in with Wolf here on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. 
98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. It's part of the NFL. It's not easy. It's not easy to win in the NFL. Everybody want to win. Who or what is the tipping point? That's going to be key to our success. This is Fulcrum Football with Wolf and Lou. I gotta say, uh, this is my first foray into fulcrum <laughs> football, and and uh, what a game to get to do it with! As we welcome you back here on Arizona Sports ninety eight seven FM, it is Wolf and Luke K Ray sitting in for Luke today with Wolf. We are we're getting you seven the Eagles and the Cardinals at State Farm Stadium, and we know how that has been an issue for. The Cardinals. Yes. <laughs> Boy, if there was ever a time to, to turn the ship around, Wolf, this Sunday would be it. All right, listen, I want you, even though we flipped a coin already, you were ready for it right now. I want you to call heads or tails when I do this. Flipping the coin. Oh. Heads. Heads. Um, you win. <laughs> you get to go first, Kay. You pick a football player. You draft first. All right, I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. It's my team. It's my quarterback. (laughs) Why are you going with Jalen Hurts? I ask rhetorically. Uh, Yeah, he just influences the game in so many ways. He has, as we talked with John Ritchie earlier, he has ascended to a level much quicker than I thought. I, I knew his intelligence level. I knew sure. his work level. I just didn't know if he would be able to put them together this quickly and connect the dots. He has done that. And what they did last week, I know it was home. They, you know, they, they won nasty conditions, down 14 to nothing. But this guy has just a fluidity about him and about his game that whether you're a fan of the Eagles or not, yeah. you, you, and, and just you look at his career, collegially and now professionally, just tip my cap to him. Yeah, no, I, that's a good pick by you right there, Jalen Hurts, of course. Um, a little too quickly for my liking. More on this as the show unfolds. The Arizona Cardinals, if they have any chance of beating the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday, Basinonians, they're going to be able, they're going to need, excuse me, to run the ball. They have to run the ball. And because of that, James Conner. Yeah! James Conner is going to be my first fulcrum football player for this game. No more. No more. James Conner has got to get the ball, not just in short yardage and goal line situations. He's got to get the ball in rundown situations. And I want to see James Conner get 20 carries in a game. That's exactly what I'm going to say. I, I doubt it will happen, but I want to see James Conner in this game get 20 carries. You tell me that James Conner gets 20 carries in this game, and I'll tell you the odds of the Arizona Cardinals winning this game skyrocket and the reason being is because you're never going to give a running back 20 carries unless you're actually having success running the football and you're never going to give James Conner 20 carries unless you're in a game all the way into the fourth quarter that's the only way that he's going to get 20 carries and that tells me they'd have a chance of winning the game 
20 carries. James Conner is my first fulcrum football player. Don't disagree with you there. Uh, unfortunately, as we have seen with too many of these offensive minds, they don't have the patience to give a guy the rock 20 times. I, I've seen it in Dallas before with a couple of running backs, although they're they're starting to maybe see the fruits of their labor. That's another game. Uh Because, as we talked with John Ritchie in this defense, I'm going to flip it to that side of the ball for the Eagles. And speaking of James Conner, I'm going to go with Fletcher Cox. (laughs) Fletcher! When you went to the uh, Circa Resort and you go to the restaurant, did you Uh, order like a a big old steak? uh, No, as a matter of fact. I was was too busy hanging out in the cabana. With the cinnamon (laughs) bun dessert. Oh, cinnamon. Well, Uh, there was no cinnamon bun. Undeserved now. There was no or was it the lobster mac and on. cheese? Are you kidding me? It was the lobster mac and cheese. Well, Run okay. For your lives. I mean that 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 works. That works because Fletcher Cox. That boy likes to eat, and what he <laughs> likes to eat is running backs and quarterbacks, and the Cardinals' offensive line better be ready for for Max Protect yes. because he he can be a game wrecker. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. That's an excellent choice by you. Okay, I'm going to continue with my theme. Um, my second fulcrum football player, Hollywood Brown. Hey! Oh. You kind of didn't see that one coming, did you? No, you did not. But guess what the Arizona Cardinals need to do? Attack the line of scrimmage. Attack the line of scrimmage. Attack the line of scrimmage with James Conner over and over and over again. Run the ball, James Conner. Attack the line of scrimmage and use play action to throw the ball down the field. Attack vertically with James Conner attacking the line of scrimmage and Hollywood Brown attacking the middle of the field or even on the outside. Vertically attacking it. Running down the field. Whether it's an eight route, a post. Whether it's a seven route, a corner. Whether it's a go route, a nine route. It doesn't matter. Attack vertically. That's what I want to see the Cardinals do. James Conner and Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown, my number two fulcrum football player. All right, I'm going to go wild card here, and maybe I'm changing the rules in uh, Uh in mid-flight. Here we go. um, I'm going not a player. I like it, K-Ray. I'm uh, I'm putting Cliff in the draft spot. Whatever, I do what I want. (laughs) That's exactly right. You do what you want, (laughs) Kay. Why do you say Cliff? Uh, Look, you, you, you look at the way things kind of got hairy last week. You look at him openly saying, we've got to change things up. We, we've got to change how we're practicing, when we're practicing, the tempo, all of that. And things have been in a, a little state of disarray, it feels like, offensively. Yep. You're the head coach. You, you, you have to set the tone with being measured, your play call, your communication to your team, and you know the level of conviction that you must have 
as we continue to pound the pulpit for yes. running the football, you have to have that same conviction. You have to be prepared for James Conner to have rushed the ball 12 times and have 40 yards, 38 yards. But know that if you get the carries 15, 17, 19, you might break off that 18 to 20 yard run. Yes. Pound the rock. And that's what I love about Cliff. He would admit his mistakes and has in the past. Yep. Having said that, my third and final Fulcrum football player is Will Hernandez. Let's go. I like big Let's brawl, shall we? Okay, we got James Conner. We got Hollywood Brown, but we need some bloody knuckles as well. Thank you, Will Hernandez. And that is my final Fulcrum football player. Fun stuff. All right, time to transition here on a football Friday. And just a reminder, it's your last chance to win tickets to see Black Keys next Monday at Akchen Pavilion for the Dropout Boogie Tour. Just head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and to enter. Speaking of Bloody Knuckles and Will Hernandez, he spoke about that ejection. So what led to that moment? You're that. I'm so You are that good. good. You are a trained professional. Football Friday. K-Ray sitting in with Wolf on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Alert, alert, alert. Presented by 72 Soul. Get your price. 98.7 FM. Arizona's sports station. Seven forty-seven on a football Friday. Terry sitting in with Wolf. For is is Luke at uh, the circuit pool this weekend? Is that where he's at? As a matter of fact, he isn't. Um, he's elsewhere, but I guarantee you, he's having a good time. <laughs> okay, then, good for him. <laughs> Arizona Sports ninety-eight seven FM. Uh, we talked going into break about Will Hernandez, his ejection last week. Uh, I did not get a chance to to see it, obviously. You were there. You saw the moment leading up to it. Um, I know your response in terms of was it the right thing to do? Could it have cost the team? Eh, That could be argued. But at the end of the day, it came down to protecting his teammate, did it not? Yeah, no, Hito, honestly, right now you're talking about Will Hernandez, of course, and the fact that he came to the aid of his teammate. Let's listen to that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I went out there to play football. Uh, things happen sometimes in the game, which is part of it. Uh, but this time it happened to one of our guys, so that's how I react. You know, I take it personally. You know, it's my boy, it's my teammate. And that's, it's not, I'm not just going to sit there and watch it happen. Um, now, when it comes to you know me getting ejected from the game, you guys know how I am. You know, I went over there, get my teammates up, bumped into the ref unintentionally. You know, it happened. Things happen the way they happen. Can't control it. Can't do anything. Even that's as bad as I want to stay in there with the guys that finished the game. Couldn't have done anything about it. So. 
Oh, man, you know what? Honestly, Will Hernandez is probably one of my favorite players inside that locker room. As a matter of fact, I can say that with certitude, that he is one of my favorite players inside that locker room. Now, I don't know Will Hernandez very well, and that's why I threw the probably in there, because I don't know him very well. I don't know all about Will Hernandez, but I know what I like on the football field, and I like Will Hernandez and how we approaches the game but this can never happen in a game right it's unacceptable it can never happen in a game especially when you're in a tight game especially when you're out there and you're brawling and suddenly yeah that's right your buddy got got whacked yeah come to his rescue come to his aid but you can't lose your mind ever Will, and you know it, because he got ejected from that game. And guess what? They were already down a guard at that point in time. Right. And he got ejected. He put his team and the possibility of winning that game in jeopardy for his team by getting ejected. You can't do it. It is a game of emotions, but you cannot allow yourself to get emotional. And we were talking about this in comparison to the incident that occurred with the Warriors practice the other day. Oh, my goodness. Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. There has since been video (laughs) leaked. It was clearly leaked because I assure you the the Warriors did not release it. (laughs) But TMZ acquired video from somebody who I'm sure is unemployed or will soon be unemployed. Um and you and I were talking about that the the emotion and and guys yeah. teammates in any sport squaring off going nose to nose you know nose to nose uh, you know pushing shoving but speaking of emotional Draymond Green and yeah. and you look at a lot of the you know the 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 jury of social media, and I understand when I say that. But you look at a lot of the people who have responded, current professional athletes, former professional athletes, and by and large, the feeling is that he he crossed a line. Yeah, he did by the culmination of the act. It was stepping into the space of Jordan Poole yep. and then advancing it aggressively the way he did to to try and finish it. And, and very fortunate, I might add, for Jordan Poole and the Warriors that there was not full contact made. Yes. Yes. Um, I yeah, This blew my mind when I actually saw it for so many different reasons. And you already pointed it out. Who was up there filming? Who did this? Yeah. Who actually went ahead? The phone, the stinking phone. How about it right now? That bam, it's out. You never know, do you, Basinonians? And somebody actually filmed this footage of Draymond Green and the Jordan Poole brawl. Um, it really was just Draymond Green. Um, he crossed the line. I've gotten into fights with my teammates before. I, I, I don't want to sit here and make it sound like I'm Mr. Perfect here, right? because we all know that I'm not. I don't want to make it sound like I'm without fault. I am with fault. 
but it didn't look like Jordan Poole was willing to participate in the fight. It looked like he was not trying to do anything that would actually cause a fight. It looked like he just wanted to stand up for himself. And Draymond Green was jawing with Jordan Poole in practice, jawing with him. I've done that many, many times. And then Draymond Green initiated the contact by walking up and into, and he didn't walk into him hard, but he did walk into him. And he made contact with Jordan Poole. And Jordan Poole, rightfully so, in a situation like that, is going to say, did what it, get off me, and pushed him. He didn't jab him in the throat or the face. He didn't do that. He didn't. He pushed him in the chest. Just get off me. You don't walk into somebody else like that unless you want to start a physical altercation. And that's what he wanted to do. He was the instigator. And then after the push by Jordan Poole, he escalated it as well. He was the escalator of this fight. And... He actually tried to almost sucker punch him, too. Yeah. And when I say that, it's because he didn't bring his hands up. You didn't see Draymond Green. Hands were down at his waist. No, his hands were down at his waist, and he shot the right hand up like out of nowhere. That, to me, is a sucker punch. I'm sorry. And that's the reason why Draymond Green apologized when this was all, because he knew he, he let his emotions get the best of him. He knew he was in the wrong on this. And I give him credit for that. I'm not a Draymond hater. I'm not. Right. I don't agree with his antics. I don't. I've said it many, many times. But his intensity and the way he approaches the physicality of the game, I love that about him. Not the sucker punch. That's not cool. What will be really interesting, um, because we all know how sometimes, and unfortunately far too often, the, the court of public opinion can sway and impact um, a decision. The, the Warriors were already kind of looking into this and looking at, you know, furthering any kind of penalty with Draymond Green. He was not at practice, but... Now that, the, home. Now, now that the video has been leaked, yeah. Will, oh, yeah. will this will this force their hand in any way? Because we know, look, practice skirmishes happen, whether it be football, basketball, whatever. That's in-house stuff. Yeah. But now that there is video of it, how and will it impact yeah. the the final decision it on, will. on that much? much we do know. It definitely will impact it. Right. All right, coming up next, we will take you through the top stories here on a football Friday, and it's all part of Wolfing Down Your Lunch on Arizona Sports 987 FM.